Welcome, friends, to another exciting episode of A VGM Journey. And I'm your host, The Messenger. The track that we're playing in today's show is Pulse Towards Tomorrow from the game The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. And that track was composed by Yukihiro Jindo. On this week's show, I have a very special guest here with me. He's been a longtime VGM podcasting listener. And he's a pretty good friend of mine. Uh, please give a warm welcome to Chris Murray. Welcome to the show, Chris. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I guess everyone's wondering what this show is going to be about today. So do you want to tell everyone what we're going to be talking about? Sure. I think uh, anyone who has interacted with me on Discord or any other social media will know I'm a huge JRPG and Trails of Cold Steel fan. So I... I'm super excited to share some of what I think are the best tracks from the Trails of Cold Steel series with you and your listeners. That does sound pretty good. I I was pretty excited about getting the show together, and, and I know that you've been requesting all kinds of different tracks for me, and, and I always felt bad about like not really knowing what to talk you know, about them. So I definitely had to have you on the show to talk about Trails of Cold Steel. Yeah, I uh, it is, it's a huge series that's part of a even <laughs> larger series uh, called the Legends of Legend of Heroes. So it uh, it can be a little bit overwhelming to dive into, knowing you know it's four games that's in the middle of multiple other series. But uh, I can tell you, it is worth the ride uh and has some fantastic music uh along the way that was the pretty crazy part when i was kind of i did just a little teeny bit of research just kind of dipped my toes into it and i did notice that it was a sub-series of a sub-series of a bigger franchise yeah the legend of heroes has been around forever and then this is part of the trails series uh which has Trails in the Sky, which has three games. Uh, trail, there's a, uh, a set of games that are called the Crossbell Arc, which is a country in the continent of Erebonia where that all takes place. Then there's the Trails of Cold Steel series, and then they just released effectively a sequel to Trails of Cold Steel, which is also effectively an epilogue of this series and the Crossbell Arc. So there's a lot of games and a ton of lore. Oh boy, that is a lot to take in. <laughs> I guess if you're a big RPG fan, I mean, there is a lot to digest. Yeah, absolutely. I think for anyone who is, you know, a fan of JRPGs and turn-based battle systems, you know, these games will, will feel right at home. I do, I do think the only thing I've said to folks through time is you have to want to engage with the world building and the character development and it's a ton of dialogue. Um, but again, that, that for me is my sort of sweet spot. I love you know deep character development. I love the relationship building. I love all of the aspects of you know, how much work they put into truly building out the world and the lore and the history. So again, the, the sort of the action and the battles and all that kind of stuff is, is great, but the story is really where it shines. I mean, that does sound like those are the ingredients to a really good rpg you know you have a good battle system great story characters that you care about it all goes together in a nice package yeah for sure and it it certainly builds on itself i'm sure we'll talk about this as we go right but you know it is definitely one story it flows really well the battle system doesn't change too much except for adding a few features and things but for all intents and purposes it's like, you know, straight old school turn-based, um, you know, buffs, statuses, all that kind of stuff. I guess before we move on to your next track, I do want to say that the intro track that we're playing in the, the show, Pulse Towards Tomorrow, that's going to be the only track that we're going to play from the first Trails of Cold Steel. So I just want to know, why did you pick that track? Yeah, I mean, it is, so it's it's the opening uh, FMV, like, intro to the game. It, I felt like if you're going to do the series, you got to start with the intro. The first game really sets the tone, uh, 
you know, I'll stay out of spoiler territory, but the, you know, the main character and the party are students at a military academy. And the first game, like, it's very clear you're students. You're in school, you're actually taking exams, you're doing field exercises, you're learning as you go, and it has this sort of like, you know, epic adventure, we're learning as we go, but we're still teenagers and the world is, is new to us kind of vibe. Um, and so that I feel I felt like Pulse Towards Tomorrow captures that sort of like we're going on an epic adventure and we have a naivete about the world and we'll see what happens. Um, and then the games just really pivot from there. Um, but the, the, the like student theme happens throughout the series, but it's really the only Trails of Cold Steel one where it's like front and center and your party is like clearly all in school and students. Um, so anyway, that's why I picked that one. Yeah, I definitely get that anime intro vibe from that track. And I actually, just watching the video for it on YouTube, I thought that intro looked really nice. Yeah, I the uh, there's I think on the OST there's also a no vocals version um, of the track, but it just works so well. It definitely feels like an anime. They actually are in the process of making this an anime, which I am like really excited about, although um, I just really hope they do it well. <laughs> so we'll see. Well, it sounds like they already got a good starting point with the music. Yeah, for sure. And it lends itself well to that because, again, it's character-driven. There's so much lore. There's so much story. Um, so, again, hopefully that will be just another really great um, piece of the Legend of Heroes uh, story overall. You ready to move on and talk about the next track? I am ready. All right. I guess up next... We're playing something from Trails of Cold Steel 2. The track is Heated Mine, and it was composed by Takahiro Yunisuga. <laughs> that you guys just listened to that was Heated Mine from Trails of Cold Steel 2 and that was composed by Takahiro Yunisuga. I gotta say Chris I really like that track. Yeah it's fantastic and it's uh it's it's basically the initial battle theme for Trails of Cold Steel 2 and you could immediately get the vibe that you are not in school anymore and <laughs> like the world is very different you are on a totally different adventure. Trails of Cold Steel one ends and trails of cold steel two starts the same second right after and so there's literally no downtime your characters start on like level 30 or 50 i can't remember which one um 
And so if you're playing them sort of back to back, it will feel like it's just the next chapter of literally the same game. And I think this track really helps to sort of set the stage of, you know, things got real serious real fast uh, and it's time to go. Yeah, I definitely got the battle music vibe from that track. So I didn't want to assume that it was battle music, but I guess it was pretty obvious that it was battle music. Yeah, <laughs> I tried I tried not to pick all the battle themes, although we do have a lot of battle themes. But there's a ton of music here. But again, in my opinion, and for what I spend time listening to from Falcom, it's a lot of these sweeping guitars and strings and tons of energy and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they are also fantastic at a town theme and a shop theme and you know, this moment and that moment. But what brings me back when I'm at work or when I just need to jam out in my car are tracks like this. Well, they absolutely have to nail these battle tracks because, I mean, you're going to be listening to it dozens and dozens of times. So it does have to stick with you, and it's got to be good the first time that you listen to it and, like, the 100th time that you listen to it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're they're all, you know, 70 to 90-hour RPGs, um, and it's not random encounters, but it's sort of like Chrono Trigger where you see the enemies and then you engage them, but then you go into a battle. Um, oh, okay. And so, and so you're definitely hearing it. <laughs> hundreds of times by the end of this game i don't know about you but i actually do prefer that kind of system when it comes to i guess enemy encounters because i don't know the random encounters i don't know sometimes i think it's a bit much because you think you're making pretty good progress in the overworld and then just all of a sudden just bam enemy after enemy after enemy yeah i mean i grew up on 16-bit rpgs and so i'm like very used to the random encounter but i agree with you i mean that's one of the things i loved about the trail series is that it has a bit of that random encounter vibe because you're going into battles and you're doing turn-based things but you also see at least the primary enemy and if you want to you can avoid them like if they see you they're going to chase you but it's not like you have to sort of suspend belief in one of these turn-based rpgs where like final fantasy 6 you get a moogle charm and then all of a sudden like there just aren't enemies anywhere. So um, this feels like a nice uh, middle of the road. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, uh, I really don't have too much to say about this track. I mean, it just kind of sets out and does what it wants to do. And I feel like it does what it needed to do pretty well. Yeah, I feel like the Falcom Sound team is sort of in their element in tracks like this. Are you ready to talk about the next track? Yeah, for sure. All right, so we have another track from Trails of Cold Steel 2. This time it's Bring Up Trust, and this track was composed by Toshiharu Okajima.
that track that you guys just listened to. That was Bring Up Trust from Trails of Cold Steel 2. And that was composed by Toshiharu Okajima. I definitely get a boss fight kind of vibes from that. I, I don't know if I'm right about that. All the games have these like sub mini boss kind of vibes. Um, if I recall correctly, this is one of those where um, it's like there's like real chapter bosses. There's then there's like kind of these sub bosses. You also do these like you have a lot of fights with like pe- like people who are on the other side and you have mixed feelings about. It. So there's like each game has like two to four like battle music type of themes um, and this is another one of those from 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 two yeah i definitely get a i wouldn't say dark but just emotional uh kind of vibe and it's mainly because of the violins which i will say that i was surprised on how overpowering it was so I don't know, I'm just kind of used to, like, with these kind of tracks where they just have, like, that rock sound with the violins, I usually think of the violins as just kind of like a supporting instrument, and I feel like this is, like, the main focus. Yeah, Falcom definitely has, they do this a lot, where the strings play more of a lead. It, it It's all, to me, it often feels like the strings are effectively a sub for vocals, and so they have like kind of their own melody line and it feels like what the if you were to write vocals for it um like what the vocal line might be but like the legend of legend of heroes series like the trails in the sky and other games like sweeping uh strings string leads all the time like this is this is falcom on a stick right here (laughs) now that you say that i could definitely hear that so, I mean, you probably could easily replace the violins with vocals, and I think you would still get the same feeling with this track. But yeah, I totally see that. And I think that's why, for me, they don't feel overpowering. They feel like they're bringing a whole new level, and it's like filling out the track more. I mean, again, this track is... Uh, it's like again sub boss or like you're further along and and so it's trying to to give you like look we're in a different level of thing here we need a different level of energy and i I think the strings bring that how often would you hear this track so i mean i feel like i could definitely listen to it like a few times you probably hear the sub boss track like a tenth of the time that you would hear like you'd hear this one like a tenth of the time you'd hear heated mind right because uh Typically, the games have, like, six or seven chapters. There's, like, two or three, like, mid-boss type things. And it's typically when... That's typically when you're hearing it. Oh, so you're for sure definitely going to be hearing this quite a number of times. Yeah, a lot of the tracks... Again, like, a lot of the... I mean, like, you just... The games are so big and you do so many things that all of the... All of the, like, locations and all of the, like, specific little more ambient tracks that are happening because there's a story element those aren't repeated unless you're sort of going back to those locations and things but all the battles are like more either it's your regular battle theme it's like sub boss it's like frenemy battle which we'll get to in a little bit or it's like mega boss or it's like hey this is the arc of this chapter in trails of gold steel and this has a whole other level of music I guess I have a slightly off-topic question for you. Uh, would you say that Trails of Cold Steel 2 is better than the first one, or not as good, or just about on par with the first one? Yeah, so it's a good question. So I played I played Trails of Cold Steel 1 on the PS3, and then I moved, I literally beat Trails of Cold Steel 1 in the morning, and then literally like took a break for lunch and then after lunch started Trails of Cold Steel 2. But I started Trails of Cold Steel 2 on the PS4 and the PS4 version is fully voice acted and uh, has a high speed mode and a bunch of other things. And so it was like a mind-blowingly better and like excellent experience. But objectively, I think Trails of Cold Steel 2 is better than 1. I think I liked 2 better than 3 and I liked 4 four better than three but i think trails of cold steel 2 was my favorite experience of the series 
So this is definitely the highlight for the of the series for you. It's just like it's it's sort of like I think perfectly done for everything that they set out to do. And again, the 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 modern the like re-release um, not a, the PS4 version is I mean the everything is voice acted and uh, it looks gorgeous, runs super fast, uh, and like even I mean again it's hard for me to disconnect objectively from the step up from the PS3 version, which is still, it's great, but the all the bells and whistles are there for two uh, when you when you pick it up. I mean, that's sounding like that's a pretty big jump. Oh, yeah. Well, and again, uh, Trails of Cold Steel 2 picks up the second that Trails of Cold Steel 1 ends. Trails of Cold Steel 3 is more of a traditional time has passed, and then 3 to 4 does the same sort of vibe where it's like an immediate transition. And so I wound up liking 2 and 4 better because it felt like you just had so much momentum going into them. That actually does sound pretty appealing to me. Like if I was, if I was to play them back to back, like you have, I mean, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you know, you don't lose skills. You don't lose like you know, because like so many games, right? Even if they're truly uh, sequels, you kind of start back at level one. You have to like relearn everything. This one was like, that, that wouldn't make any sense. Like. You know, Reen wouldn't have forgotten all the things that happened literally one second ago. So you just get more abilities, and it just stacks and builds and compounds. And um, so anyway, that that's that's the piece I liked. And then I think they set that bar very high. So when I went into three, and it pivots away from that, you're sort of like, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm still into it, but you don't. You, you just you're not riding the wave the same way. I actually find that really cool that that skill-wise and, like, abilities-wise, you pick up where you left off at. So, I mean, I I agree with you. With a lot of games that have sequels and stuff, especially if they're, like, a direct sequel, it doesn't make sense that you got to start back at square one, even though you're supposed to be this awesome character or whoever who has all these abilities and stuff, and they're just, like gone right exactly and this one is like it's such a it is literally the same story it is literally the same people and it is literally the same time so it would have been just such a hard pivot (laughs) to like reset everything and everyone i'm assuming that it would probably not be a good starting point for anyone that is unfamiliar with the series like you know if they just jumped in the two instead of playing one i mean with that I mean, again, because I mean, because it's literally picking you up in the middle of, like, effectively a cliffhanger the way Trails of Cold Steel 1 ends, you know, the games are definitely designed to start at Trails of Cold Steel 1. I did not play uh, the earlier games in the Legends of Heroes and Trails series overall, and you don't need those. Like, you don't have to go back and play Trails from the Sky. You don't have to play the Crossbow arc. There's, like, little Easter eggs and things and here and there, and, and later in the series, it all starts to come together in a way that I'm like, oh, it would have been cool to have played those, but you don't need to play them. But there's kind of no reason not to start with one. And then they, they did release Trails of Cold Steel 1 on PS4 with the voice acting and everything else, so you, you have that experience to go through now. And it's on PC and it's on Switch, so. Well, definitely makes sense to me. I mean, I'm not really the type of person that would just kind of jump into the sequels before playing the original. Yeah, and the first one's so good that you don't want to miss out on it. Right, right. Is there any more that you want to say about Trails of Cold Steel 2 or this track? No, I mean, again, you know, I, I think 2 really set the stage for what this whole story was going to be, and it started to really unpack a lot more of the depth of the story, the darker elements of the thing. I mean, it, you definitely are like pivoting away from we're students and figuring out the world to, you know, hey, I think we're intimately involved in all the things that are going on here. So anyway, I highly recommend the series as everyone obviously knows. Two, again, was my favorite of the game, so can't recommend it enough. And then if we're moving on to the next song, like if you thought those strings from before were overwhelming then hold on to your butts because this track's about to take it to a new level (laughs) oh man i can't wait i mean i'm about to witness that myself (laughs) 
So we're going to move on to Trails of Cold Steel 3. And the name of the track is Sword of Biting Gale. And that was composed by Mitsuo Singa. that you guys just listened to that was Sword of Biting Gale from the game Trails of Cold Steel 3 and that was composed by Mitsuo Singa. Oh my god Chris, that track <laughs> that was so good. Yeah man I mean now we're into Trails of Cold Steel 3 and so now your main protagonist it's, it's I think it's like a year, a little over a year after and he is now uh, a instructor and now you your your like main party is him plus new students and this track plays during battles where like things got real rough and there's like something that happens either like an older character or someone comes along something and turns the tides and things start to go your way so it's not the like default battle theme but it is like man, we got, like, round two, and we're feeling good, and let's get this thing going. Yeah, I definitely got kind of a fun vibe out of it. I I mean, that might not be the right thing to say. There's just a... There's a certain confidence with this track that I just kind of feel from it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, it, it, it often plays, like, when your party feels down and out, and, like, you know a former classmate, a former, you know, a friend that you didn't, that hadn't been introduced yet shows up and, like, distracts the enemy or does, like, some super move to, like, delay your inevitable demise. I mean, it definitely has that, you are excited that this is happening, you feel re-energized, and we're going to push through the end of the battle vibe. Yeah, I would have never imagined that things were looking bad at that point. So, I mean... I guess I didn't really mention this, you know, on the top of the show, but I'm going into a lot of these tracks just completely blind with no context whatsoever. Yeah, which I love. I mean, I think 
you experience them, you know, that way in the game. So I think it's awesome that you're experiencing them that way. Again, when this track hits in the game, it's no longer going badly for you, <laughs> right? It's like things have turned around and you feel totally uh, validated. You feel a resurgence of energy. And I think, again, the strings and the vibe that they bring totally delivers. Well, I think that's totally badass. Yeah, I love this track. And I mean, I'm kind of a huge sucker for nice, like, wailing guitars and stuff, too. So it was just like, I I mean, I was feeling pretty pumped. I mean, yeah, I, like I said, that, this that's, was that's really good. For. Yeah, and that's the vibe they're going for, 100%. Oh, man. Yeah, is there any more that you want to say about this track? No, I mean, again, th- so all the games have a track like this, which is, you know... Like, they've got the battle theme, you've got the sub-boss theme, you've got boss theme, you've got this one, which is sort of like, again, either, like, a weird thing has happened and you have to fight a frenemy, or, like, an old rival returns to help you, or a long-lost ally shows up. They've all got these types of tracks, and they all deliver on that feeling that you should have at the moment that that's happening. I think that sounds pretty cool. I, and I didn't realize that the the other games, they had moments like that as well. Yeah, that's I tried to kind of pick archetypal songs that are sort of like, hey, there's this one in all of the games. There's one like this in all the games. So I try, again, trying to give people like a very quick overview of a pretty immense uh, category of mu- a catalog of music and games. Well, I wonder what you have in store for us for this next track. Mm-hmm. So we're playing another track from Trails of Cold Steel 3. This is Spiral of Airbos, and that was composed by Takahiro Yunisuga.
that track that you just listened to that was spiral of erebos from trails of cold steel 3 and that was composed by takahiro unisuga and i thought that last track was was pretty amazing my god this one i think it was even better yeah <laughs> this so this one uh is basically like the climax of trails of cold steel 3 you're in this like final dungeon that is a spiral like that's sort of the shape and you fight like sets of like you know the game's version of ultra bosses at each time you go you traverse deeper and deeper into the dungeon and so this track basically plays the whole time um except when you're fighting some of the bosses and so even when you're doing the regular enemy battles if you're in the growl of Erebos, this is the only track that plays the whole time. Yeah, I definitely had a like a final boss or like end of game type of vibe. So I think in my mind when I was listening to it, I was just getting a either real personal battle against like somebody that your character was close to or maybe the fate of the universe was at stake. I mean, it definitely sounded pretty serious. Yeah, I mean, again, avoiding spoilers, but, like, all those things are happening. <laughs> and, like, Trails of Cold Steel 3, real, and, like, the second half of that game is when, I mean, it kinda like, it's kind of like Harry Potter as it got older, you know, like, it got so much darker. This was like, man, we are, like, not in school anymore. Like, there's nothing, like, juvenile about what's going on. And, the it's dark and it's going to end in a dark way. Man, that sounds like growing up. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And again, I mean, that that's a little bit of like the, it's got some of those tropes, right? Because they are, you know, either just graduated high school or just starting off in life. And so it's definitely got that growing and exploring the world vibe to it. But again, three is where the actual story of what's going on starts to become clearer. And there's just so many like, wow moments and like legitimate moments where you know you're like i did not see that coming i guess story-wise with the i guess the 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 change in tone i mean how did you feel about that yeah i mean the the end of three and when the again the story starts to really take shape because you're so invested in the characters and there's so many things that happen you know to them and to people you know and you know, there's people that you thought you knew that were good or were bad, but now they're the other, like all that starts to happen. And so again, three wasn't my favorite once it, to start, but once it got its sea legs and it picked up momentum and once it wrapped itself up, I, I like couldn't have been more ready to, to get into four and, and to finish the story out. So it was definitely heading in the right direction for you and you were just getting more and more invested as it was going on. Yeah, definitely. And by then, all the new characters... Because you basically had spent two games with the same characters. Three introduces you to new characters in the, in your like expanded roster of actual playable characters. And by the end of three, you, know, you feel connected to them. Because at the beginning, they were brand new. And that, that's why, again, I feel like three was a pivot and a, and a sort of departure from the feeling you got from going from one to two. But by the end, you're invested in all those people. And I mean, look, I don't I don't find myself with like, whoa, I did not see that coming. You really fooled me moments in particularly in games and not not very often in movies and things. But there were legitimately moments where I was like, no, come on, <laughs> come on. Like and you think back and you're like, no, like this is really well written. It's the, they planted those seeds, but there's just those moments where you're like genuinely surprised and you know torn about what's happening well that's definitely sounding like the writers they've done a fantastic job and that they pretty much had you like the edge of your seat like the entire time yeah definitely and again like trails of cold steel is you know they just released another sequel to it but it was you know, kind of the culmination of the Trails series, which had five games before Trails of Cold Steel. And so they had, like, you know, the, 
the people in Japan that have played all the games are people like Purnell from Rhythm and Pixels, who's played like every Falcom game ever. Like you have those people where you've been like setting the stage for like 15 years. <laughs> so they had a lot to deliver on. Sounds like they had a huge challenge on their hands and it sounded like they pulled it off just based off of what you're saying. Yeah, again, I think this track and that dungeon is like a great way to wrap three and to set you up for four, which again, four, as if if three brought you away from we're students and we're naive about the world into, hey, you're you're in a you're in a grown up place now and there's serious things happening. Four was like, no, we're going to get really deep into everything that's going on and we're going to unpack this thing and it's dark and there's a lot going on that you still don't understand. And so again, I think this was a great setup for that. I'm thinking that sounded pretty amazing. And is there anything else that you want to say about Trails of Cold Steel 3? No. Again, a great setup for 4, which was a fantastic way to end the series. I think before we get into this last track, which it's going to be our only track from Trails of Cold Steel 4, is there anywhere that my listeners could you know, follow you on like any social media websites or where can they find you? <laughs> I, uh, I, I pop up every now and again and infrequently on things like this. Uh, I, you know, done a show with, um, with Ed. Uh, I, I often call into, uh, Ed and the, the VG embassy. I often call into XVGM radio. Um, but I, I don't have my own show. You can find me on discord and probably any, <laughs> any of those discord channels. Um, but I am more a consumer and uh, an avid fan rather than a content creator myself. So you heard it right here, folks. Chris does not want you to follow him anywhere. Just leave him the hell alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I believe that's going to just about do it for the show. If you guys like what you've been listening to... Have your friends check out the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever podcatching service that you could think of, I'm more than likely going to be on there. You can email the show at vgmjourney at yahoo.com, and you could also check us out on Twitter at vgmjourney. I also have a Discord server for the show, which, just like Chris, uh, you could talk to your fellow VGM journeymen and talk about games music, and even look at some cool art. I also have a Patreon for the show, which if you subscribe to the $3 tier, you'll have access to a monthly Patreon-only bonus show called a VGM Side Quest that I host with my fiance Carly. And you also get yourself a shout-out at the end of every show, just like the following people. Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy podcast, Scott McElhone, and John Harrington, John Regan, David Fleming, and Jesse Moore of Game That Tune. So thank you guys for your pledges. We're going to play things out with one more track, and this is coming from Trails of Cold Steel 4. This is Mighty Urge. It was composed by Mitsuo Singa, and Chris, before we play that track, what do you have to say about Trails of Cold Steel 4? I mean, it is an epic end to an, uh, an amazing set of games and an amazing journey. I mean, it made, it, it made me go and want to go back and do Trails in the Sky. I can't wait for the Crossbell arc to come west. It, it was just beautifully done. Uh, and this track, I, I love a good battle theme, so I had to give you the battle theme to set us out. Well, I'm pretty excited to listen to it, and I'm sure that the listeners, they're going to enjoy the hell of it, out of it, too. So I want to say thank you for coming on the show. I mean, this was, this was a pretty great set of tracks, and I hope you had a good time. Yeah, I, it was awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me gush about Trails of Cold Steel, and Hopefully more people will play the games or at least more people will check out the OSTs because they're fantastic. Have a good week, everyone. It's going to be great.